0: Hello everybody, this is Keegan. Just a quick message before this episode of Ill Will Begins. We just have a trailer for one of our sister podcasts, Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales. Hope you guys enjoy. Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales. A sci-fi audio drama anthology podcast. As your commanding officer, I shouldn't have to remind you that there is a very good chance our fellow Space Pioneers stationed here, all might be dead. Show some respect. Season 2, coming soon. The station was compromised by a hostile life form. You won't get very far. My puppets are stirring. Right. Showtime. That's it, everyone. Nobody move. Hands in the air! Nine brand new episodes. Just handed over and no one dies today. Not corrupted, haunted. They say their soul haunts the characters. Landing January 17th, 2024. Strange new worlds and spaced out tales. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. A word of caution. Ill Will is a horror anthology podcast that delves into themes and topics not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Prepare to be thrilled, disturbed, and captivated as we invite you to join us in the darkness. Welcome to Ill Will, where fear has a voice. Right, right, one at a time, one at a time again. And before the next person speaks, I would like to note that we appear to be approaching the ending of the tape currently in the recorder, and may have to take a break after this one. With that in mind, I believe you are next. So, whenever you are ready, let us begin. My name is Nicole Morgan, and I have information for you about Norm Mart. Have you ever been to one of their furnishing stores? You know, the really big stores. Norm Mart is famous for them. They have their normal grocery stores, but then the home furnishing stores are next level, each one being at least four stories of winding passageways for customers to get lost in. That's how they advertise it anyway. And until you actually go inside one, you don't truly know how large they are. My main reason for going to this one had nothing to do with me moving, but instead was motivated by my hunger. You see, my friends had recently gone looking for a new couch, and they said that at the end of the trip, right after checkout, they have a little cafeteria in there where you can order some amazing meatballs. I had to check it out for myself and get a taste entered the store around 8 p.m., and I knew the store closed at 9, but I figured I could make my way through the store and get out with a bag of meatballs to take home to dinner. I didn't mean to take so long. I should have been more aware of the time, but when you see a great deal for the large, squishy pillow animals, you just have to stop and give them a squeeze. And of course, after the stuffed animals, I got sidetracked looking at the scented candles and wall plugs. Did you know they have over 600 scents to sample? And I found time just slipping away while I treated my nose to a new experience. I could have stayed there forever. <sighs> I can still get the scent of my favorite ones, eucalyptus and licorice. I was brought back to my surroundings as the store's announcement echoed through the speaker system. The monotone voice said that we had ten minutes to collect our items and check out before the store would be closed and the employees would begin hunting us for sport. I laughed it off and began making my way further into the store so I could begin heading to the exit. All at once though, the lights dimmed and began to cast eerie shadows across the deserted store. My heart raced as I soon realized the employees didn't know I was still there. I mentally prepared myself for the awkward moment of explaining that I still needed to leave the store and worst of all, I probably would not be getting any meatballs. I continued winding my way through the aisles, searching for the exit. At this point, I was just entering the bedroom part of the store, and I glanced at my watch. 20 whole minutes had passed away, and I still cannot see the exit. My anxiety began to go through the roof, and I did my best to keep myself calm, telling myself that it was no big deal, I would still make it home tonight, and just eat grilled cheese instead of a meatball. As I was assuring myself, Another announcement echoed through the store, though this time it sounded partially garbled as the speakers next to me must have been malfunctioning. It seemed something about employees needing to make sure they had their proper equipment, and then I heard an alarm blare. At that point, I could hear the distant noise of metal clanking as though a big gate had opened. Then, in the middle of a sea of mattresses, I heard the distant sound of dogs barking fill the air. I couldn't fathom how dogs had ended up inside Norm Mart, and frankly, I didn't need to know. I was still hoping to get out of the store. I just kept moving. My anxiety was now going into full panic territory as the barking sounds kept getting closer. As I turned a corner, leaving the bedrooms behind me, I found myself now in the midst of kitchen appliances. And that's was when I saw the pack of dogs. Though they were not what I expected them to be, as none of the dogs came above my shins, and I stood in front of a sea of pugs and corgis. They all stopped yapping amongst themselves and turned towards me. All at once they came to attention and sat upright staring at me, their eyes gleaming with an unsettling intelligence. I tried to get closer to introduce myself to the little guys, and as I approached them slowly with my hand held out, to my surprise, None of the dogs came closer to smell me, but instead, they all at once backed away. None of them came closer to me, and none let me approach them. They all kept their distance, but none took their eyes off me. Seeing as they were harmless, I continued to wander deeper into the store. I wandered forward out of the kitchens, appliances, and into the next area, with a herd of dogs following me closely. I was in the outdoor and lawn care department now and I just kept moving forward. I had to keep moving. What else was I going to do in this situation? And as I was moving, I felt the dogs following behind me. I was both comforted and alarmed by their presence. The eerie silence of the store, the only sound was that of their panting and the click-clack of their claws on the linoleum. The shelves were lined with bags of fertilizer, rows of neatly stacked lawnmowers, and a wide assortment of gardening tools. It was strangely serene to go from the closed corridors to suddenly open clearing. It smelled clean and earthy here, but I could still see the dim lights above us, and a lack of wind indicated that we were still within the building. When the steps behind me stopped, I turned around to see a line of dogs no longer looking at me, but instead facing a shelf on the end of one of the aisles. I approached and found a half full bag of dog treats. I picked one of the biscuits up, crushed it in my hand, and tossed it towards the dogs. They descended upon it, and the once sweet dogs turned into a mass of snarling and growling faces as they fought for the treats. Once it was devoured, they again turned their focus to me, but I knew they were only paying attention to the back that I was now holding in my hand. Something told me that once the treats were all gone, these dogs would not continue to be as nice to me. But now that the dogs knew I had a treat, they no longer followed in the distance, but instead came right up next to me, still looking at me with those intelligent eyes. I decided to give in to them. After all, they were so cute. I crouched on the ground and held a treat in my hand, offering it out to the pack. None of the dogs came close enough for me to pet them. And then I noticed one pug, significantly smaller than the rest, did not have its tail curled But instead was cowering from the others but still sticking with the pack. I approached it slowly and offered it a treat. The small dog carefully grabbed it from my hand and nibbled on it feverishly. Upon completing its feat, it turned its attention away from me and pointed at something behind the shelf directly to my right. The other dogs began growling aggressively at me, so I stood up slowly, picked up this little rent, and climbed up onto the shelf. I was just in time as well, as at this point the rest of the pack had decided they were done with me. The dogs became rapid and were fully howling and attacking me, trying to reach me from my position above them. From my vantage point, I was able to see a faint line of light behind the rack of flower seeds I was holding on to. I pushed myself further into the shelf and found that I was able to stand in about a foot gap between the two aisles. Closer to the lights, I was now able to see that it was shining at me from the floor, half hidden behind a uh, pallet. I pushed the wooden pallet aside and found a trapdoor with a sign on it, clearly marked for employees only. I, of course, opened it eagerly, as I figured I could keep wandering the store for hours, or I could just get over myself, find an employee, and get kicked out. Peering into the open hatchway, I saw an eerie passageway that seemed to stretch endlessly in either direction, and illuminated by flickering fluorescent lights humming. I looked at the small pug in my arms, and he licked my face. I put the dog down and decided if this little guy wasn't afraid, I myself had no reason to fear either. I entered into the light tunnel and decided to head to the left. After all, right is always wrong. I only made it a few steps before I heard the growls echoing in this back room. I felt my heart began to race again, and I ran. As I continued through the hallway, I felt a tugging on my pant leg. I turned around and saw the runt was grabbing my leg and trying to get my attention to pull me into a side passageway that I had somehow missed. I trusted the runt and chased it down. As we continued further into the building, the air began to feel heavy and damp, and the constant buzzing of the lights was starting to mess with my head a little bit, and I felt that I was never going to get out of that place. I closed my eyes, and I just continued to sprint. It was stupid, and I should have kept my eyes open. Perhaps I would have stopped at the edge instead of running off. Right, um, so the recorder stopped working near the end of her story. Unfortunate, but I can summarize from what I remember. The end of the tunnel revealed a large pit full of human remains, and essentially, any employees that didn't have any dog treats would be shoved into the pit of bones. I can't recall the specifics of how they passed, but it's clear that Normart has connections to the meat. Or, at least can serve as an entryway into the realm of reflections more to come